Good morning, everybody. Like we said earlier, there's few of us, but there are many, right? Yeah, amen. Well, welcome, everybody. We're so excited that you're here today. Um, you know, yesterday was um, a sad day. We celebrated sweet little Lara Keen's life. And um, it was a long day, a long day. And uh, it's been a long few weeks for a lot of us. I didn't realize how tired I was until I got home yesterday. I think I walked in at 5, maybe, or a little after. So it was a long day. Um, but Pastor sent me a text. And, you know, the Lord had been stirring my heart for a couple of weeks. And... Um, but there really wasn't, I just didn't have enough time this week to prepare the word that I really wanted to, to talk about. And Pastor urged me strongly, keep it simple. So um, I'm not going to talk about faith and our spoken word today. Hopefully the Lord will give me an opportunity in the next few weeks. But um, this morning as I was... Uh, you know, the Lord's so funny when he just, like, you're doing something and out of nowhere he'll just speak a little. At least that's what he does to me. You know, speak a little sentence or give me one word. And um, and that's what he did this morning. Um, so I, I want to share scripture with you. I'm, I'm going to read it um, in my Bible, and then I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to read verse, we're going to start with verse 6. So please follow along with me. It says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, what the word, the, the word that the Lord spoke to me and gave me two words, and he just said, not grudgingly. And I'm like, not grudgingly? What, what are you talking about? I think when we read this scripture, most of the time we think about giving of our money. But I want to talk today about not just giving our money. You know, the Lord wants us to give. He wants us to give a tithe and an offering of our first fruits, and he honors that. But that isn't all that the Lord asks us to give. Um, the Lord very often will ask us to give our time. You know, we're, we find ourselves in a season, and as we sat there yesterday, um, boy, it was hard to see a family 
have to say goodbye to a 16-year-old little girl. I remember Lara when she was just itty-bitty, just dancing. She was so happy. She was so forthright and strong, um, even as a five-year-old girl. And as I looked at her beautiful little face, I just cannot imagine the pain that Bill and Penny must be going through. I mean, how do you process that? And I think the most difficult part was when they went to close Lyra's casket. And listening to Maya and Bill and Penny sobbing, wailing. Little Maya was wailing. And I knew that that was it. They thought, you know, at that moment, in her young little mind, she probably thought that would be the last time that she would see her sister, but we know that's not true. We know that she will see her again in heaven. But something rose up in my spirit. Debbie was sitting beside me, and we were just kind of, our spirit was just groaning, and both of us almost at the same time said, that's enough. Not one more child. Not one more. God's been talking to us for months now that it's time to arise. It's time to arise. It's time to wake up. You know, um, there isn't a lot of formality here in our church. You know, I've been coming here now for 28 years. But the thing I will tell you that always happens when we come here and we meet together, I have known my pastors for a very long time. And their heart and their vision is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens on these Sundays. You know, I began to, in my, when I knew that everyone was dropping like flies, all of our leadership, I knew um, there was nobody else, really. And I was going to, I was going to have to spend the day yesterday. Um, it was a sacrifice. I'm not tooting my horn at all. Please don't take it like that. I was tired and I spent an entire day there. But what it made me realize, how easy it is for us to take for granted what God does on any given day for us, what our pastors do on any given day for us. You know, we, I, I just was like, as I sat and pondered last night, there was grace on me yesterday to be able to do what I did because physically I was exhausted. But you know, I did not feel tired until I walked in my door. Pastor talked about grace last week. Grace abounds. Grace empowers us to do the things that we can't do in our flesh. I couldn't have done yesterday. I couldn't have been strong like I was and able to talk 
to all these different people that were so affected by the death of this little girl. Laying there in my bed last night, I couldn't go to sleep because I just kept seeing all Lyra's friends' faces as they would walk up to that microphone and talk about special memories that they had. I think what broke my heart most is probably the age group of those kids were like 13 to 16 or 17 years old. But they didn't look like little children. They looked like kids that the world had hardened and beat up and hurt and damaged. And we cannot let that happen anymore. This church, we've always had something. As long as I have been here, there's always been something that we have taken upon ourselves to fight for. Whether it's abortion or there's so many things. I'm not, we're online. I'm not even going to go there. But right now, I know in our Wednesday night prayer, and Debbie can attest to this, we have been praying for our children. Not just our children, but the children of this upper valley, this state, this country, and the world. And we as adults, we as sons and daughters of God, do not have the time anymore. Your time is not your own. My time is not mine. When I gave my heart to Jesus, I gave him everything. He gets it all. And he gives me the ability to do abundantly more than I think I can do. And he does that for my pastors and for Pastor Sean and all leadership and you. I look at the food shelf, how they give every week, the sacrificial giving of their time. It's not just Sunday from 11.45 to 12.45, people. They are constantly, they're here on Wednesdays, they're here most of Saturday. I know that JC and Wayne are up at the crack of dawn, driving around this upper valley, sacrificing their Saturdays and their Sundays so that people who are hungry will have food. But they're not just giving food. They're ministering the life of Jesus. They're touching lives and changing them. And that's why God is blessing that ministry so much. I'm sure that there are days that they are really tired, and the last thing that Wayne and JC want to do is get up at 5 on Saturday and Sunday morning and go pick up bread. Am I right, you guys? They have wives. They have a family. They have children. <laughs> They have warm beds, Wayne said. <laughs> Amen. There are things that they would rather be doing. My question to you today is what is God asking you to do? What is he asking you to give up? I'm just going to let that settle for a second. There's always more that we can do. 
I know there's more I can do. I do a lot. We all do a lot. Um, Let me read in the Passion Translation. I love this translation. Here's my point. And, you know, I I just kind of feel sometimes when I read this translation, I'm just like kind of sitting in, in Father's living room and we're just having this very blunt conversation. So here he says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. But the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. God doesn't want us to just do something because we think that pastors want us to do it or someone else wants us to do it. That's religion. That's the law. And there's no freedom in that. And the word tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and there's liberty. Freedom and liberty to be who we are in Jesus Christ. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. He wants us to give happily. Hilarious, he says. I mean, Have you ever laughed so hard deep from your belly that your belly was hurting? We all have, and that's how God wants us to give. That's what joyful is, whether it's our money, our time, our food. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace. There's that word again, grace. Grace, grace. He gives us grace to do the things that we cannot do. I don't know what he's asking you to do in this season. I don't know what he's asking you to give up. I don't know what he's asking you to lay down. But I'm telling you, if you will obey him, the harvest that you will reap from a joyful giver, is abundantly above anything that you ever hoped or dreamed of. I mean, think of that. I remember not so long ago, I was like, Lord, I I don't even remember what my dreams are anymore. See, if we get so busy and we're just doing the work, and we aren't finding the time to spend with one another. And we're not finding the time to spend in the presence of the Lord. We just get grumpy. We get ugly. We get angry. And we're not happy. That isn't what the Lord wants. And I don't want it. So that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way, He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Just as the scriptures say about the one who trusts him. Remember in the word last Sunday, I want to read it, where pastor said, let me find it. 
sorry, give me just a second here. He said, trust and believing are very different. Trust requires surrender. We have to surrender. When we surrender, it's because we trust him. We surrender because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know what the next five minutes is going to bring. I don't know when I walk out the door what's going to happen, but God knows. Because he's sown extravagantly and given to the poor, his kindness and generous deeds will never be forgotten. The generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant towards you. First, he supplies every need plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. You will be abundantly enriched in every way as you give generously on every occasion. For when we take your gifts to those in need, it causes many to give thanks to God. Yesterday, there were so many people there in need. You know, I, I spent some time with Justin, who was Lyra's boyfriend. Such a broken young man. He needs Jesus. Sat down also with Lyra's older sister, Bree. Wow, what an unbelievable young woman she is. And her husband. Such a great head on their shoulders. But all those people there need Jesus, regardless of whether they have a good head on their shoulder or not, regardless of whether they have a good marriage or a good family. These people need Jesus. And it's time for the sons of God to arise. It's time for us to arise and begin to walk out in the realm of the Spirit, not in this natural realm. See, we are calling the kingdom of God to earth. But the ways of the kingdom and the ways of this natural realm are completely different. We can't walk in the laws of this natural realm and execute the things of the kingdom of God. We must rise up and begin to see and speak forth the things that aren't as though they are. Your words are a weapon, and we must use them for the kingdom of God. Remember, God himself spoke everything into existence by his words. When you speak your words, they don't just fall to the ground and die. Your words have matter, and they go out, and they continually, continually create what you speak. What are you speaking? Are you speaking condemnation to yourself? 
or to others? Or are you speaking the word of God over your life? Are you taking up the sword of the spirit daily and executing the sword of the spirit which divides truth from a lie? which opens the eyes of the blind. And the sword of the Spirit gives hearing to those who cannot hear. It causes the lame to walk, the blind to see. The Word of God is powerful. It is the most powerful weapon that we have. And it's a gift. God's Word is a gift. He gave it to us, and we must give it to others. And the more we give out of this vessel, he will multiply and give back to us and give us more to give out. And then he will multiply that, and we will give that out, and he will multiply that. God is not stingy. He can give us anything. He's already given us everything. He gave us his son. The power, the blood of Jesus that is washed as white as snow. That's our message. That's our message to these young people and to our families. We have never been a church that sat on the sideline. Ever. Never. From the time this church was started, even though I wasn't here, because I know my pastors, we've never sat on the sideline, and we're not going to now. We must rise up. We must pray. We must come together corporately and pray and individually. We all have children. We all have grandchildren. I do not want to see... One, I've been to too many funerals this year. I don't want to go to another one, and not like I went to yesterday. I encourage you. I hope hope that this does encourage you and spurs you to get in the Word and to listen to what God truly has to say in these days and what he wants us to do and to execute the kingdom of God. I pray that you will pray for Bill and for Penny and Lara's sisters and brothers. I'm going to take a meal over to Bill and Penny this week. They're in two different homes. I encourage you, if you would be interested in doing that, please let me know because this is how we're going to minister Jesus to these people. See, it's been really busy for them. They've had lots of people around them. But today it's going to start to get quiet. Not everybody's going to be around to encourage them and love them and lift them up. But we can as the family. They are our extended family. So if you're willing, please let me know. And if you want to send a card, please let me know and I'll get their addresses for you. Let's be the love of Jesus in these days, okay? I'm going to close in prayer. Father God, we love you and we thank you so much.
we are so honored to be in your presence. And we are so humbled to know you. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. And I pray that your love would be poured out without measure upon this family. And that you would touch each and every person that was there yesterday. That they would encounter your love. And that you would give us opportunity to minister who you are, Jesus, to each and every one. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm sure you've all noticed. Oh, yeah, i got to say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you and we bless you. We're so thankful that you joined us today.